standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please do be seated. I'd like to ask Tom to put a slide up on the screen for us. I hope this works. Actually, girls, would you like to come and have a look? Because we need your eyes on this. In fact, if, if Eileen, would you like to come down? And... Paul, you may have seen this before. Oh, this is interesting. So, okay, what do you see? You may already have seen it. If you've already seen it before, don't spoil it. If you can see something, just put your hand up and tell me what you see. Okay, what do you see? What sort of a woman? Is she old, young? Young? Does she look nice? Yeah? Okay. She looks quite posh. Oh. You see an old person. Oh, you see an old woman. Okay. And is she beautiful? No. But she's got a very fine nose, I think. Anyway, um, how many people see an old woman? How many people see a young woman? Ah, interesting. How many see pe people see both? <laughs> okay, some of you may have seen this before, but it's a picture where you can see two different things at once, or go from one to the other. If you haven't seen it, we can take it off now actually, Tom but we can always point it out to you later on. We can put it back on at the end. It's a kind of idea, it's just to give you the idea that sometimes situations can be both two things at once. Today is Mothering Sunday, and for you know the way it's often portrayed in the media, it's the day when you go mad buying flowers and take spoil your mum and say how wonderful she is and you celebrate mothers. And that's exactly what we all do. In fact, we've, I've done it this morning. Um, but for other people, Mothering Sunday is a day that's poignant or painful. Sometimes people just don't come to church on Mothering Sunday because they find the whole experience too painful. Perhaps because they've lost their mummies and they feel sad about that. Perhaps because they wanted to be a mummy and never could be perhaps because they had children that they lost. There are daughters, particularly over the last year, who've really missed seeing their mums because of COVID. That's made it doubly hard. Or if they've lost their mums, they haven't been able to have the funeral and the, 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 the celebration, if you like, of their life that they would have liked. So this Mothering Sunday is particularly poignant, but 
it can also be a true and wonderful celebration for those mums who, like Kate, have um, become mums for the first time during lockdown or during this pandemic. Now, our gospel reading that we heard is actually one, another occasion where there are two things at once going on. Now, nobody would ever say that the foot of the cross was a scene of celebration. Don't get me wrong. But there was Jesus dying on the cross, and that was a very painful experience both for him and for his mum who was watching and the friends and the close disciples who were there. But actually, when we look on that scene, and we see that in the midst of Jesus' agony, he reaches out to his mum and he says, woman, this is your son, pointing to John, his disciple, and to John, John, this is your mother. Now, I didn't know this until recently, but apparently, probably it's not changed all that much. It was the responsibility of the eldest son to look after his mother when she was widowed. And certainly for Jesus, as that responsibility, he, it was something he could no longer do. He was therefore, at, just before his moment of death, handing that responsibility over to somebody he trusted. Now, the Roman Catholic Church will say that Jesus never had any other brothers and sisters, but in the Gospels, it does talk about Jesus' mother and brothers and sisters. So you could ask, why on earth was Mary being entrusted to somebody outside the family? So here's another example of two things going on at once. There's Jesus fulfilling the traditional roles, role of the son, but he's also announcing a new family, the new family of God, the family that, you know, at that moment clearly had a higher claim on Mary than her own family. Now that's quite a challenge, but it's also a celebration really of adoption or fostering, that we truly can be adopted into God's family and that those who adopt and foster children in this life are really an image of the heavenly family. They're a living sacrament of something bigger than what happens in that family. He, you could then ask, why was John chosen? Now, in the Gospel of John, he refers to the beloved disciple. And it always sounds a bit like, you know, hey, everyone, I'm the beloved disciple. I'm Jesus' favorite. But you don't really get that impression about John, although I think there's a very important principle about friends. The idea that you have 12 good friends, three particularly close friends, that would have been Peter, James, and John, and one particularly close friend. I think that's a good model for our friendships, that we can't actually get, um, we can't be open and available in the same way to everybody. It's one of the reasons why there's no marriage in heaven, because you can't really have exclusive relationships that keep others out in the place where God is present. So Jesus is, has chosen John, but I think that, that 
one of the reasons why is kind of the evidence of why he chose him is because he was there. All the other disciples were nowhere to be seen, the male disciples, but John was there, right at the foot of the cross with the other women. So what can we learn from this story? Well, first of all, that it is possible to both celebrate and mourn at the same time. And the other thing is, is that it's important not to ignore the place of pain. Some of you may know that the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, he and his wife lost their daughter, Johanna, when she was seven months old in a car accident. He, in his Desert Island Discs, he said that on the day, the anniversary of her death, he said that you had to seize the day before it seized you. That on that particularly tough day, they had to make plans to celebrate her life and to remember her. And we kind of want to run away from our pain, but I think actually this story invites us to press in towards it, to go into that place of pain, but know that Jesus, that is also the place where Jesus will be closest to us. So as we think about the two things at once, I'd like to invite you to walk closer to Jesus, because I think that in that place, you will find both joy and comfort for your deepest pains.